millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening, CC, and welcome to our podcast, our weekly podcast of Cullen View with the Order of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. And if you're listening free to the first half on Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via Apple or become a Patreon. All the W's dot patreon.com forward slash SRB media or follow the podcast on Twitter at Curran View or on Facebook, The Current View, or join the group and interact. Over 600 members so far. So thanks very much for your support. It really is appreciated. How's things, mate? What kind of Christmas did you have? Well, not too bad. At least we, we, we're not locked down like uh, they are in Wales. Yep, in Scotland. So in, in, in one sense, it's, uh, it's not too bad. It could be better, I suppose, but... Uh... Until this COVID's out of the way, or out of the way, I should say, or the fear factor's out of the way, mm. uh, then we're all going to, well, not all, but there's a lot of people still going to be on the edge. Absolutely, too. So what magic moments have you sourced for us since the last podcast? It almost seems like an eternity away. We've had that many games over the Christmas period. We are going to talk about that in Topics of the Week a little bit later in the podcast, but what magic moments did you source? Well, when you're saying about uh, there's that many games, yeah. is that mean that many games off? The next thing will be these managers will be co- uh, complaining about the uh, fixture pile up again. Yeah. So, uh, but the magic moments, as usual, because of, you know, I know it, there's lots of complaints about today's football compared to yesterday's uh, yesterday's football, but I think there's, there's good and bad in, in, in both in both circumstances from years gone by and and, and today's modern day football. I've got three, three, three uh, magic moments for us, and I'm, I'll get them out. Of, I'll get the the the, um, the goalkeeper uh, scenario out of the way because obviously um, they don't get the recognition goalkeepers in the magic moments. But I thought David De Gea other day pulled off three magnificent uh, saves yeah. uh, to keep Manchester United in the game. I felt a little bit for for Newcastle because obviously I. It's not a club I want to get relegated, but if, if they're not good enough to stay up, then they deserve to go down. Yeah. But he made three magnificent saves. My second one was in the same game, was uh, Sant uh, Maximin. Yeah. You know, we've gone about him, about how good a player he is. I thought his goal all the night was sublime. Yeah. Uh, again, you're not going to save those t- t- type of goals. But the best one, um, and when I say the best one, it's only in my opinion it's the best one because there's that many. There's that many magic moments uh, that we all can see now from, and not just here, but throughout the throughout world football, uh, was the uh, Mopé uh, goal yeah, against the other night. Absolutely. Just, you know, it looks as though he's going to bring it down, but as soon as he saw the keeper coming, he's decided to uh, just lift it over the goalkeeper's head. 
uh, in one straight volley type of thing. But that was uh, Trossard. Was it Trossard? Yeah, it was Trossard. Yeah, Maupay was, was Maupay was the one when he got the ball oh, and, he, he, and he and he. It was the second one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, right, Maupay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, it was Crossard, yeah. yeah. Morpay, well, I mean, that was another good goal. Morpay's, you know, similar type of thing to yeah. um, Maximum. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, it was, I'm getting a bit confused because I, I usually do one, I've got three, and I wonder why. It's my agency, Gabby, isn't it? <laughs> but how brilliant was it? Because I was watching that game as well. I do like to watch Brighton play. I think they play well, a lovely game of football. Everything about it, everything about it, uh, you're looking at the, the the complete skill factor of it. Yes. The pass. Yeah. Uh, in being able to see and know where the goalkeeper is. Yeah. Knowing that the goalkeeper is in no man's land, uh, and if he gets it right, it's a goal, and he had to get it right because yeah. obviously, you know, it's a difficult skill. Yeah. And he didn't just get it right; he got it perfectly right. You know, he's one of those where you give him ten out of ten for it. Yeah. So uh, we, you have to applaud them. Whoever it is, we'd all be talking if it were Manchester City, uh, you know, one of the great teams, Chelsea's of this world, Barcelona's, Real Madrid's, Paris Saint-Germain's, any one of the elite players, we'd all be talking about it for every day more. But the skill itself, the pass and everything about it was just sublime. And again, that's the importance about playing the ball forward. We've seen so many games, negative passes, sideway passes, but you put a ball forward in some dangerous areas with forwards making the run, and you're right, he just put his foot on it. And the the pace of the ball, the weight of the pass was so great, the uh, tremendous bit of skill, and lofted over the goalkeeper. So I like you, know, Trossard. That yeah. type of long pass. Yeah. Right. Uh, people say, well, no, no, that's a long ball. No, it's not. It's a long pass. Exactly. And Difference. it's a long pass what yeah. favours the striker. Yep. It ain't a long ball for that striker to chase. Yep. It's, a, it, it's a pass what's killed everybody. Mm. You know, and then the excuse becomes is, well, the goalkeeper's in no man's land. Well, the keeper's yeah. in no man's land because he doesn't know whether to come yeah. or stay. He's decided to come, then he realises he's not going to get there. Mm. You know, that's what you call a perfect long pass. Absolutely. Not a long ball, and that is the difference. And when you go to, when you go to uh, sideways and backwards football, you know that's as bad as uh, the long ball. But we're trying to, to we're trying to coach that with players who are too old to be coached. I think. Yeah. And and when you watch it, when you watch Manchester City, what they do once that man's got a ball, somebody drops off two or three yards to make sure he can receive that pass, yeah. and somebody else goes in. Mm. Right? Not as a side on, but another angle. They've always had angles to receive the pass, and it's done with a tempo. It's not slow, slow, slow. You know, when I watch England play, it's a lot better than they, they have done for years, mm. but it's still slow. It's not played with a tempo. Manchester, when you look at the top teams in England, Man City do it with such a high tempo. Yeah. Even Liverpool and, 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 and Chelsea can't do it at that level yet. <laughs> They are very, very good. Yeah, and uh, I did go to uh, Villa Park to watch uh, Aston Villa versus Chelsea. I thought it was a really good game. First half in particular, I thought Villa absolutely matched them, and there was some great football on show. Not that much excitement in terms of goal-scoring opportunities, but some of the intricate passing and taking the ball in tight areas, both Villa and Chelsea, I thought were fantastic. And, and I do think that Villa, and I've said this for a long time, Villa are on the cusp. I think it's not long until they will break into that top eight and top six. But my magic moments were uh, Jared Bowen's pass, 
Suchek's goal. I mean, that was just delicious, wasn't it? I mean, what a pass. And I'm a big fan of Jared Bowen. I was hoping that he was going to sign for Villa because it's only a couple of, you know, train stops from our house to go and watch him. And I do like to watch artists play football. And I think that Jared Bowen is an artist. Absolutely. Again, all these magic moments, we are so lucky to be able to see him yeah. because the, the cameras are, are at all the grounds. And not yeah. just here, even in the non-league. We've seen some great goals in the non-league. Yeah. You know, but the pass, like you said, they're, they're killer passes. Yeah, absolutely. That's better than the goal because it creates the goal and it makes it so simple, doesn't it? Yeah, the movement, the running off the ball and then just that pass. And he scored a goal um, the other week can't remember now. There's that many games that's been played and he got great for... Was it against Tottenham? And he got the ball out. Yeah, it was. It's against Tottenham when they uh, they got beat 2-1. But Jared Bowen's goal that night was just sublime. I really think he's a big talent. In fact, there is speculation that Liverpool are, are looking at him. And I've just said to Tom earlier, he is a Liverpool type of player. He'd fit into that front three perfectly. If I, if I were Liverpool, if I were Liverpool, Mm. I'd go and sign Madison. Yeah, great player. I, mean, I would have to sign Madison. He's produced some tremendous moments as well as no recently Madison. Well, I listen. I listen <laughs> to you know. Uh, I listen to Brendan Rodgers. I listen to the people, and I have a lot of I have a lot of admiration for for Brendan for Brendan Rodgers. But yep. there's a lot of people criticise him. You know, mm. players' wise, what's worked with him. Yeah. And I, and I respect their opinion of, of certain things, and even Brendan Rodgers says, it's. You know, the players at Manchester City are consistent because the team's consistent. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Can't turn around and say, oh, oh, he's... When you see him in games and they're not playing particularly well, he still does good things. Yes, he's been injured, he's been out. It fits into any team, Madison, his quality. Make no mistake. Yeah. And you, you know, the first thing they would... The same people would turn around and say that, uh, oh, he's more consistent now if he, if he was at Liverpool or at Chelsea. No. It's playing with better players. Exactly. And I'll go back to Aston Villa. Villa and the fans must give Steve Gerrard three years like Liverpool gave Klopp. Yeah. You can see a big, big, big improvement. You know, I've wrote about Arsenal and I'm not having a go at Simon's name because I have a big admirer as as a player. Regardless Mm. what me and him got sent off and whatever, I love players what can play and I was a massive admirer of him because he was another one but were ruined by bad coaching. Right? He might have thrown a tantrum just like me. I throw a tantrum because you're frustrated what happens. What happens. But when you look at Arsenal, Arteta is a young boy to go and manage a, a club like Arsenal. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he's not going to manage Sheffield Wednesday. He's managing Arsenal. A in massive club. Job, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, he won an FA Cup yeah. his first season. Right? He's had a bit of a dodgy pack. But he's had, the fact to get rid of the deadwood what's been at the club. Yeah. What they think what the deadwood is. Mm. And looking at it now, it's looking it's looking right. Now, he's in the semi-final of a, a League Cup. Again, I'm not bothered to laugh at it. Mm. If I was a manager, I'd want to win. If I was at Sheffield Wednesday, I'd want to win that EFL trophy. I'd want to win the league. Yeah. And I'd want to win the FA Cup, and I'd want to win the and I'd want to win the uh, League Cup or whatever it's called, mm. Milk Cup, whatever you want to call it nowadays. You know, win trophies because winning breeds happiness and success, yeah. right? So, Gerard, when I look at Villa, you can see that there's a difference in the tempo of the game. Is it right yet? No. I've just spent a lot of money, yes. 
But once they settle in and they've got a philosophy, what suits them, the players, because because what you've got to get a great manager in who's got the philosophy to suit the players, you will find that your team, whatever it is, will be more successful. Absolutely. And, and right. Emmy Martinez, he save as well in the late yeah. on in the game. Tremendous. What a keeper. You see, and not everyone can do play like Guardiola's team because Absolutely. he has the elite players and yeah. he, has the elite, he has the money to go buy the elite players. Yeah. We're trying to coach, right? It's got to, what they've got to do is do it in academies at a young age and fetch them through that way, right? We're trying to coach older players, right? What, what panic on the ball. Now, watching Villa the other night against Chelsea, <coughs> what have I always said to you about this? Watch players. You can tell players when they can handle the ball in tight areas and don't panic. Yeah. And you'll find a massive difference uh, with your club, your team, your players. Yeah. And when you're, when you're analysing a player, and it all depends on whatever you're doing as a scout when you're analysing a player, because you're only going to analyse what that manager wants you to get for him. Because yeah. a manager will turn around and say, right, I want this, 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 this type of player. Whereas I would look at it and say, right, Find me a player who's got natural ability, who understands the game, what sees things early. Mm. Right? Now, mm. it's great if they've got pace. That's a, a bigger asset. Right? But they don't always have to have pace. I'd make sure I'd have enough pace in my team. But, but all the great all the great players, you won't say, you won't say um, Billy Bremner and Johnny Giles were massively quick. You wouldn't say Yester and Zabby were massively quick. Or Zidane, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say. say Alan Bob <laughs> were massively quick. Exactly. That is football intelligence. Yeah. That is managers seeing that intelligence. Yeah. Teddy Sheringham, another. Know, Sheringham was another one. Yeah. You know, we could go on and go on and yeah. go on about everything. Mm. You know, about not everything, but about players yeah. in general. Like, you know, you don't have to be massively quick because quick thought. The ball travels faster than anybody. Absolutely, TC. And my second magic moment, the performance of uh, Jubri Hall. Yes. I think that kid, I've watched him a few times now. I seen him down the villa uh, a couple of weeks ago when I went with Tom to watch uh, Leicester City play. I thought he had a decent game then. And I've seen him on the TV a few times and I thought, he's a nice player. Again, he doesn't. He doesn't panic on the ball. He's got composure. And, and I think he's going to be a real fine player, Dewsbury Hall. And if, and the final if, one if, was if Luckman's goal. If the, if the manager believes in him, that yeah, helps him. Absolutely. I'm like you, 100%. He, mm. The more games he gets, the more confidence he gets, and the more belief, not only the manager, but the other players. Yeah. I'm like you. He'll be a, he'll be. A, He'll be a no-no player. Sorry, go on for you. And I think I think Leicester City again. You know, are building some of the players again. A little bit older. They've moved a few players out since they won the uh, the, the Premier League top a couple of years ago. But are bringing in decent players and got great you know recruitment. And, and Brendan Rodgers has been a little bit unlucky because he's had so many defensive players injured and they have mm. conceded a lot of goals. But they always look a threat on the ball. And look when he got the ball when he come on, I thought he was a massive threat. He did. He looked a million dollars and what a great goal as well that he scored against well, Liverpool. Absolutely sublime. I mean, we know Liverpool missed a penalty and, yeah. and man, they missed a sitter. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it still could have swung any way. But going back to Leicester, the, the problem what Leicester's got is like majority of other teams. They don't have enough strength in depth when they have injuries. Yeah. But when Leicester's on, when Leicester's on with all the game, with all the players out there fit and they're playing, they're on the A game, 
They'd be yeah. difficult to beat, choose whoever they're playing against. Yeah, superb. So, uh, well done. Uh, well done, Luckman. What a goal. And he started that move, gave it to Jules Briol, and then finished it with uh, sublime talent. Uh, he looked a decent player. I mean, he was at Everton. Then did he go to Holland and, and play? Uh, and then he come back and played for Fulham. So, he's been a la- around a little bit. But I think he's still only about 23, you know. still a young yeah. kid. But he looks well, like he's got bags of pace and ability. That's that, that's the age when you mm. really start to uh, really, and when I say enjoy, you start to feel as though you, you you're there. Yeah. You know when you you know when you're playing on a regular basis. Yeah, that's when I really felt my strongest when I was 23. Mm. You know, I know I got a, I had a, a bad injury prior to that. I was out. It got, took me nearly, nearly 14 months to get over it. Mm. Really, but 23. I've that many things from football and people will say to me well why didn't you go into management well I did I, I went at lower level it's difficult at lower level yeah. you don't get the fair crack of the whip you don't get a fair chance of uh, of the uh, whip going into the into the league uh, getting one of the league clubs you, you try but it doesn't always get, go your way but you, people's got to like you to put you in there or mm-hmm. trust you to put you in there um, I was always against the, the FA way of coaching you know, and what people used to say to me, look, you've got great ideas, what you need to do, you just go and get your badges. Once you've got your badges, people may give you a chance. Um, but I went and got, I went up to get me UEFA, which which in, in, in one sense, uh, UEFA B, well, that's what you needed, yeah. your main badge. But there's about five or six, maybe seven badges nowadays. It's quite incredible, you know, isn't get, it? You know, to get in really at coaching. I'd love him to say to Brian Clough, you need a, a badge, Brian, to manage Nottingham Forest or Derby or whoever he managed. But he'd need it, he'd need it nowadays, wouldn't he? Exactly, but he'd say, young man, I'll put my medals on the table. <laughs> and I think I think that's it. You can be badged up, but you put your medals on the table. That's what, what really young matters. Man, what do you know about badges? <laughs> what do you know about football? Exactly, he could write the book, and a shame that Cluffy wasn't allowed to write the book because I think it would be a far greater read than what we've had from the FA. The well, I that... would love, I would love, if somebody said to me in, in football, what would I like to happen in football? I, I would love Guardiola to say, right, thanks a lot, Manchester City, thanks for everything for letting me manage in the Premier League. But I'm going to take the England, and Absolutely. I would love them to take the national uh, team and run it all all the way through, and then we would see what it what it's all about. And we listen, because we're talking about the elite players. You know, not every team can play that type of football. Yeah. But the elite clubs need to play that type of football to win major trophies. Yeah. And the national teams, you know, they've got them. They have the best players. Yeah. Now, it's having the right coach. To get the best out of those best players. Absolutely, and Pep Guardiola, no one better. Got to say, this Ranjek is looking uh, old Wreck-It Ralph. He's, uh, Simon did post up today, uh, is he out of his depth and uh, on the current view, our group? And I said 100%, and I do think he's out of depth. He, he doesn't look as though he's a man that knows actually what he's doing. Well, in my opinion of all this, he's never... Not none of us have heard of him, have we? No, absolutely not. No, we've we've touched no. upon this on the podcast before, so you see. But you we've know, not heard of we've not heard of um, Is he any better than uh, Graham? Is he any better than Graham Potter? This, and I think we all need to have a look at this. Mm. 
Do man does Manchester United now? People are going to scream when I'm going to say this. Does Manchester United look a better team with Vinaldo in it now than last year? Um, no, not really. I think you know. No, it to, looks disjointed. Yeah, and I think I'm you not know it'd have been poor Let's for a few straight. years. We're not knocking Vinaldo yeah. as a player. We're not mm. knocking Vinaldo personality because he's done everything right in his life. Yeah, you, you don't see headlines of him out drinking and all that type of thing. But Vinaldo is thirty six. Yeah. is that the way the elite clubs are going to go down? No. Right. If you look at the Italian teams, right when they were the elite teams, mm. you look at them now. They have a lot more uh, uh, older players than the teams, mm. right? Club at uh, club level, you know. That's why they they're not winning major European championships and um, European cups or Champions Leagues, whatever you want to call it. Mm. You know, I think I think there's a lot of disruption. Me with Vinaldo coming in, yeah. It appears wage to be, wise, yeah. I think yeah. wage wise and everything else. Yeah. I think that's the major problem they've got now. Mm. Do I think Oli was right for the? For the job, I, I'm one of these. We we'll always give somebody a chance. Not, mm. Once you once you put them in in place, let's give them a chance. Yeah. Right? But when you when you are managing the elite players, mm. I wish people had stopped saying it's so easy to manage Manchester. It's not because you've got to handle big name players. Absolutely. Paul Pogba looks a great player for for France, yep. yet he looks completely out of it at Manchester United. Mm. Just. So we can blame Paul Pogba, and I'm not saying that some of it's not his fault. I am not saying that, but there's something not right. Yeah. Now, and I understand what you're saying because what's this guy want? But I can see what he wanted. He's wanting him to do. Mm. Ronaldo can't press. He cannot press. Yeah. He's 37, 36, mm. whatever mm. he is. Right. The, the big thing, the th big thing about the great managers, the Cloughs of this world, and the Guardiolas, they know when a player. Has to go. Yeah, they know, right? Now that's the that's the hardest thing to do, yep. especially when you've got a Messi or Ronaldo trying to tell them, right? Because they have won everything in football. Not many managers have won everything in football, but you've got to be strong enough, right, to be able to say to that manager, uh, to that player, right? <coughs> I'm, you've done brilliant for me here. Bye, bye, bye. Do you want to come on the coaching side because you're not going to be playing every game now? Now, as long as you fair with him and reasonable with him, then I, I, as a manager, I don't think you can ask any more than that, what you're giving the advice to a player. His problem is, is Ronaldo. Yeah. And regardless of what, you can all scream and shout at me. Until that gets sorted out now, Man United are going to... They're not going to be in the top four. No, I can't see it. They just, they the just look four. so disjointed. Simon did uh, pick out uh, Varane and said that he didn't believe that he would be um, you're on about Simon Jordan, aren't you? No, I'm on about Simon Steinrod. I'm someone that oh, understands you, football. Yeah, I'm going to say I thought you were about Simon. Because I'm like you, I'm a big lover of Simon Jordan. Yeah, I, I do but like when Simon Jordan. When he turned around and said, Mick McCarthy would be a great great manager for Cardiff and Pearson would be a great manager for um, Bristol City. Mm -hmm. Do me a favour, Simon Jordan. Think about he wants to knock Rooney. Rooney's done absolutely terrific. And by the way, I'm still a big admirer of Simon Jordan. Yeah, but well, the Rooney yeah. one has got that completely wrong. Oh, absolutely. Another brilliant win against West Bromwich Albion uh, in the week as well for Derby County. Wayne Rooney has done a great job under unbelievable circumstances. And he's probably learned more in the couple of years that he's been at Derby than he... Be a better he, manager for oh, that. Absolutely, TC. Yeah. He, he could have had a career of 20 football. years. 
Oh, absolutely. He plays a beautiful game. Yeah, he does. Now, I've got a lot of time for Wayne. Going back to Simon, I thought mm. you were going about Simon. Simon's always messaging me about Varane. Yeah. He said to me, I told you he can't defend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, looking at it. But the team looks so disjoint. Everyone, what could. Here's one for you. <laughs> everybody, not everybody, lots of people want to knock Guardiola. Yeah. Because he's spent all this money and it's easy for Guardiola. Yeah, forget what he spent. Yeah. Here's what I say. I, yeah. I want to say, you know, mm. to you and to all the fans out there, right? And everyone will listen to this podcast. Name me a player that Guardiola signed, what's turned out bad, and they've lost money on. You don't want. Right? Because mm. I'm a big admirer of Alex Ferguson. Yeah. But look at the players he signed. Yeah. And he had to get rid of because they weren't up to it. Yeah. Right? That's mm. that's the difference of great managers. Yeah. Because Guardiola never, ever makes a mistake with a player because he always sells them up for a bigger profit or a profit. He just identifies certain players that can play in the system that he wants to play and almost 100% he gets that recruitment absolutely spot on. Moving on to Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com, TC. Uh, first book that uh, Andy sent us, Gordon Banks, Banksy, the autobiography. What a read, what a goalkeeper. Listen, I'm going to tell you a funny story about Gordon Banks. Come on. Uh, um, all of us will never forget that uh, save from Pelly. Yeah. But on top of that, how we never played for one of the big clubs in England, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, he did well at Stoke and he did well at Leicester. Yeah. But <clears throat> he came to work at Sheffield Wednesday. It's what? a true story. This he came to work at Sheffield Wednesday, and he used to take a little a little lad with me sometimes when holidays went on. And he said to me, uh, he used to call me Mr. Cummins. He said, Mr. Cummins, can I, will you take me training? To training. So I used to take him in training. And one day, Gordon Banks has um, uh, is in training. Yeah. It comes up to you, little Sean. Sean Winters, he was called, and he's tapping him on the head. And, What's your name? And he's telling him Sean and. Thing. Sean didn't obviously know Gordon Banks was only he's only a bit of a kid. I think he was about eight or nine at the time. So I'm saying to Sean, this is the greatest goalkeeper we've ever produced, if not in the world, Sean. So Gordon asked him about goals and, uh, and everything. So he said, uh, I said, Sean, he said he's made one of the greatest saves you'll ever see in your life against um, Pele. <clears throat> So Gordon Banks looked at him and smiled and he's saying, thank you very much, you know, Terry, bye, bye, bye. So he said something, he said something to Sean about uh, goal. Are you a striker? Do you score goals and, and things like that? You know, and he said, and when I was saying that to him, Sean turned around and said to Gordon Banks, yeah, but you bet you could save one from my mate, Terry, could you? He's <laughs> <laughs> only eight or nine, like, you know, but brilliant. And, and such a nice guy, Gordon Banks, you know. Another one. Yeah. Another World Cup, the World Cup uh, winner who I met through football, and what a lovely look! No airs and graces on him, and yet we can we can say he was at that time the best goalkeeper in the world. I think what we also can say is the best goalkeeper that England have ever had. 
uh, the Banks of England, Gordon Banks, going to be a great read. And we have put him in time vault, so we're going to be coming back and talking about the great Gordon Banks uh, later. My first football hero, Gordon Banks, was my old man's mate, Alan Keaton, used to phone up my dad. And then when I come onto the phone, he used to pretend that he was Gordon Banks. I almost become a Stoke City player. And, you, know, you know he's a Sheffield lad, don't you? Yes, he was born in Abbeydale in Sheffield. I'm not too sure where that area of Sheffield is, whether that's yeah. Wednesday or, or United uh, Territory. South. Going south. Yeah. Top side of... Uh... It's more United side. Yeah. I don't know if he's a United fan or a Wednesday fan, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's Abbeydale, it's top side of, uh, it's going towards, going out towards Chesterfield that way, so south way. Which was his but, first which is, club, Which yeah. is Sheffield United side. Yeah. And uh, second, Trevor Ford, the uh, auto, authorised autobiography by Neil Palmer. Uh, forward by John Hartson. I've recently done a podcast with Neil talking about uh, the wonderful Trevor Ford in Too Good to Be Forgotten, which is another little series that we do on the back of Time Vault and on the back of our weekly podcast, The Current View. So, uh, t- uh, Trevor Ford, uh, what a player, and somebody John Charles uh, regards as his idol. Now that's right. That is an unbelievable thing to have to your name, isn't it? Well, it's like anything else, you know. My idol is George Best. Yeah. You know who his football team was? You know who he supported when he was a kid? Glen Torren and Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolverhampton Wanderers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know, so uh, when you hear them talk about their favourite players, you know, it's great and it's great to know who their favourite players were and is. Absolutely, because we're all inspired by players. There's always somebody that makes you want to put that pair of football boots. Absolutely, yeah. But you're inspired, aren't you? Because you watch that play, and that's what football should be about. You know, putting them boots on and watching the players play and wanting to emulate that, wanting to be that kind of player. And uh, as I say, going back through history, every player has had a hero from the previous generation or even two. And finally, the official history of the FA Cup by Miguel Delaney, which is due out on the 17th of March uh, 2022. And you can look at all these books if you go on to myfootballbooks.com. Andy has a fantastic website, information on the books, when the books are out, when the books were out. I cannot speak any highlier, if that's the right word. I'm not too sure. To listen to the rest of this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB media or just follow the links in the description. Thank you.